one of my good buddies, a guy who uh, we all believe very much in and put a lot of work for in for about four years ago and who got a lot of votes from everywhere in Chicago. Jesus Chuy Garcia, welcome to again to Live from the Heartland. Good morning. Uh, it's great to join you guys uh, on a beautiful Saturday morning, uh, the Women's March, and of course, 59 days uh, to Election Day here in Chicago and Ooh. Illinois. Chuy, if we had had you on here a month or five weeks ago, you'd have been uh, a guy we were running, talking about running for mayor again or something. Well, I was running for Cook County Commissioner. Ooh. I had my petitions filed, and then, of course, we were looking at 2019. Right. And the Mayoral and city council elections. And then all of a sudden, Louis Gutierrez pulls a fast one. <laughs> uh, now, I'm not going to ask you, and you won't tell it us on the air anyway, You know to what extent you might have known about that ahead of time, but most of us didn't know about it, and all yeah, of a sudden... I didn't either. <laughs> about two weeks, if I know the story correctly. You, know, you don't send people to collect signatures for you because they'll kill you uh, when you tell them that you're running for another office. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, the, the truth is that... Uh, Louis had done some soul searching, I think, uh, Congressman Luis Gutierrez. Mm-hmm. And uh, after 25 years, I think, uh, you know, was at a point that he wanted to do something else in his life. He's going to do something else in his life. I'm not sure exactly what it'll be, but um, I didn't believe him when he first broached the subject. I laughed it off and uh, I told him, you know, uh, I'm running for re-election for county board, and then I'm looking at 2019. We're looking to see how we can make transformative change, significant challenges facing the city. Uh, then, you know, in subsequent conversations, he really conveyed to me that he was very serious. And I could tell he was in his normal self because he became emotional. Mm-hmm. And he said, I will only uh, retire if you get in the race. Dang. So I started to seriously think about it. And look. I didn't have to think about it that long. First of all, I had to talk to Evelyn, uh, my a partner of 40 years. Tomorrow is our 40th anniversary. Evelyn, so, yay. Woo. She's sitting out and, there in the uh, green yeah, room. Yeah. Congratulations. And, and, uh, uh, two, um, the thought of going to Washington now to battle Trump, to battle the Republican majorities in both houses, to fight for immigration reform, uh, to fight for college access, to fight for the minimum wage, for the Bernie Sanders agenda, to mm-hmm. you know bring to Washington the concerns about global, global warming, uh, the indebtedness of young people, inequality, perhaps the most significant issue. This is the place for that fight to occur. Uh, the thought of representing the overwhelming working class of people in the 4th District, mm-hmm. all the young people in the 4th mm-hmm. District, uh, the most immigrant district in Illinois, right. uh, you know, is quite significant, uh, very personal to me as an immigrant who came to Chicago 52 years ago Chewy. and a Mexican-American. There's also, you know, a strong undercurrent in the community that the community needs a voice. And, of course, as a coalition builder, I'm so blessed to be married to a Puerto Rican. Uh, and, you know, there's a significant Puerto Rican population. And the part of the agenda is the urgency to rebuild Puerto Rico for the Puerto Rican people. Por eso. Do you, how, much, how much of Luis' uh, decision do you think was based on what he saw happening in Puerto Rico? Is he going to run for governor there? I think I think it played a role seeing mm-hmm. the devastation and then seeing the 
insensitive, lack of the, the, yeah, the, the lack of respect, the lack of any empathy mm-hmm. uh, from the powers that be toward the people of the island, I think was another factor. Incredible. I don't think, Tom, he's running for governor of Puerto Rico. Uh, I think uh, he is looking at something even bigger. Uh, potentially a presidential run. Um, you know, I think uh, having been a Jackson, uh, Jesse Jackson delegate in 84 and 88, he's looking at something like that. I think he wants to be uh, uh, impactful and transformative. Well, well, we'll be watching closely on that. You have to get him on the show. That, absolutely. <laughs> you can ask him directly. So you are uh, a coalition builder. Uh, you're a real fairness guy. What will it be like representing a horseshoe district? whose boundaries reflect the worst of redistricting. Horseshoe, it's more like a, a flipping barbell. <laughs> the, the district is unique. Uh, some call it a, a sideways a horseshoe. Some call it an earmuffs. Uh, they're both right, I think. Uh, it will be challenging, but also not weird for me. The reason being, I live like two blocks away from Cicero. Uh, so it's like an extension. Uh, you know, uh, I know lots of folks there. And then Berwyn is right next door. Berwyn is a great suburb. Uh, you know, progressive like Oak Park, but more affordable, more working class. And <laughs> I love it. That's and that's great. where we escape to. We r- drive down Ogden Avenue to escape from, you know, our little uh, enclave in, in, in the city and little village. Uh, and then you have North Riverside uh, and Riverside, another you know community that is very, very uh, distinct and unique. And then Melrose Park and Stone Park, where my 300 cousins live. They, <laughs> uh, so I'm going to do really well in the burbs for all those reasons. So... It may look weird to the that you know, observer. That block in Elwood Park? Uh, and then, yeah, we're going to do well in Emerald Park, too. And then uh, on the north side, we will do well because of my history of as a community organizer, advocate, coalition builder all over the northwest side. And the fact that Alderman Carlos Rosa, another progressive, mm-hmm. uh, you know, decided to step out of the race and to endorse me. And I'm very, very grateful to him for that. Yeah. Sure, we'll talk more about what's going on in your district, but I'm curious, since your career plans kind of radically shifted, who's going to be able to challenge the mayor now that you're not one of his challengers? We'll see. Uh, There are a variety of uh, potential candidates out there who I think uh, are qualified, are intelligent, uh, share uh, the commitment to coalition building. Uh, you know, they're perhaps a little younger, a little newer, haven't been in the trenches since I was when uh, Rising Up Angry was a, a newspaper that was influencing a lot of uh, young kids in neighborhoods Rua. all over Sh- Chicago. You, uh, you know, I first read it when I was playing basketball at Petrovsky Park. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. What I can say, Tom, is that I remain very optimistic about the potential for electing new and young and progressive uh, women and men to the Chicago City Council. Uh, I think that Chicago's basic politics have continued to shift in a progressive manner. And proof of that is that uh, Bernie Sanders, for example, carried wards all over the southwest side. He carried suburban he carried areas. He carried other Latino enclaves uh, through you know, in metro Chicago, all very positive signs that people are looking for change and people uh, want to end inequality. And he carried okay, 49th, but, too. But even, yes. though, even though that's true, you and I'm going to switch back to federal, you're going to be going to a Congress that just couldn't get it done. And will we see, uh, uh, how will we see a DACA resolved, do you think? 
I'm hopeful that DACA will be addressed this year by the present Congress. Uh, it may come with, you know, a lot of bitter uh, pieces to it that right. I'm opposed to, that uh, I don't, that I hate. Uh, the wall, I think there's a realization that the wall is such a stupid thing, that right. it is wasting so much money, and that... It is the wrong way to go, especially for so many people that cheered, the, you know, the fall of the Berlin Wall. And here we want to build one, nice. uh, you know, in our backyard uh, to Mexico. It is uh, a terrible thing and wasteful of, you know, potentially so many billions of dollars when we've already built, you know, spent so many billions building and militarizing uh, the reprehensible wall. Uh, but at the same time, Katie, I yeah. think that... Uh, the Bernie Sanders effect is continuing to have a lasting effect on politics in this country. People are realizing that unless we remove the influence of big money and politics, politics will not be for the people, can't be for the people. It'll be for the oligarchs that have emerged in our society who want to, who have no limits on grabbing as much power as possible. And that's why I'm optimistic in spite of how bleak things have become yeah. over the past year in particular, that we can take back the House, elect more progressives to the U.S. Congress, that we can take the Senate back, and that we can take the White House back in 2020. I think there's a real uh, there's a realization all over the country that we're definitely heading in the wrong direction, that we're harming not only our country, but the planet yeah. and the relationship with other countries. Julie, I want to go back to the mayoral question. Oh, back and <clears throat> yeah, well, no. That's okay. It's Even, all right. You know, even if we elected a progressive uh, city council, and that's uh, certainly people are working toward that. Yes. Uh, I still want to look at the mayor's race. And if there's anyone you can point to, I got to say that among this little group, we even said uh, maybe we should draft David Orr, you know, that he could be a one-term guy between pinstripes <laughs> and utopia. And, uh, you know, I don't... The only problem there is no one's really checked that out with David. <laughs> well, David actually said we flatter him, but he didn't say no. Ah, so uh, okay. I'm just throwing never that say out never. there. Yeah. And Tom was the guy who first came up with it. But what do you think? Look, um... I think there are some very capable people uh, there that if they level with the people of the city of Chicago about the state of the finances, of the violence, of the decades of disinvestment in certain parts of the city mm -hmm. and advance an equity agenda, that people will respond uh, to that. What will be critical is setting a big table for all communities right. and to be able to sit and discuss how we move the city to, in a direction toward equity for everyone while we address the you know big fiscal strains that the city is continuing to face right now but I remain very optimistic about the possibility of change in spite of how bleak it is. if I can be optimistic about getting rid of Donald Trump about electing new more progressive democratic majorities in both houses certainly I've got to be optimistic about the potential for transformative change in Chicago yeah. As a community organizing, that's what I believe. Well, we did we did have a vote this week that was more uh, more uh, even than we've had in in uh, city council in a long, long time. You know, thirty to nineteen. Um, so there there is some that's, whispers that's, of that's, that's leadership. Heartening. I think that's it an indication that people understand they've got to do the right thing moving forward. Well, what's uh, well, I got Tom asking you? What's uh, your New Year's resolution? My year, New Year's resolution is to get elected to Congress uh, to help elect new young leaders on the Southwest side. We're doing that. 
a 28-year-old, a millennial, is running for the seat that I ha- will vacate at the end of the year to the Cook County Board, a young woman immigrant who came Named. as an undocumented. Her name is Alma Anaya. Uh-huh. And then, as if that weren't exciting enough, there is a 26-year-old college career counselor from back of the yards high school who's running for state representative in the most Latino district in Illinois, running against Dan Burke, part of Chicago's political dynasty right that should be in the past an exciting young man who connects with young people, the son of two immigrants, uh, two union member- members, Aaron uh, Ortiz is his name. Aaron Ortiz. is a member of the Chicago Teachers Union also. So we're very excited about the potential for shifting the ground on the southwest side, perhaps the most disenfranchised area of the city in terms of what politics should reflect in terms of the people. Yep. As someone who was victimized by the Hispanic Democratic Organization under, under uh, Richie Daly, what role will independent political organizations play in this? What role will Reclaim or the People's Lobby play in, in helping some of these new independents? New independent political organizations are emerging on the southwest side, uh, at least in three wards. That will impact, I think, aldermanic elections in 2019. I think it has the potential for having uh, an impact on suburban communities where Latino population growth has been very, very significant, where there's a real yearning for empowerment. So it is a very exciting time on the southwest side and in suburban communities, and that portends well to the you know longer tradition of independent politics on Chicago's northwest side and then along some of the parts of the lakefront too. Uh, And then, of course, we'll see what new leaders emerge in Chicago's African-American communities. On the west side, there's a contest. On the south side, without a doubt, there'll be new challengers uh, coming on the scene, and quickly. Uh, I'm happy to hear you say that. Um, Chuy Garcia, we're going to have to talk to you again um, before you get elected. Uh, Thank you. It's a little closer. About something about the uh, various uh, factions of Democratic uh, political uh, leaders and uh, how we make it so that the Democrats don't eat their young this election year. That's my question for you. Next time, everybody, let's hear it for Chewy Garcia, candidate for Congress of the 4th Congressional District. Thank you so so much much for for coming. Off to the the march. Off to the march. You're listening to Live. Thank you. Appreciate you. All right. (laughs) 88.7 FM. Let's have a little musical interlude before our next political candidate comes to the microphone.